Welcome to the Outpost Church Podcast. This episode you'll be hearing from our camp speaker, Roger Brook. Enjoy. Um, thanks for just letting me be part of your life for a little while. Um, I won't be here tonight or tomorrow. I've got to get back to my own church and I've been away from them a bit, so I just figured I couldn't do the whole weekend. But it's a bit of a privilege just to be able to come into someone else's world for a bit. Like, as I said at the start, who am I to do that? But um, hopefully there's been some, some stuff in that that's been awesome that God's given you. Um, it's a bit of hit and run, really. I can just hit and run and then, you know, I don't have any of the fallout. So, um, <laughs> you know, I don't have to deal with that. That's the great thing about this. But, but as we were worshipping then and um, I was just sitting back and I just started praying and a couple of things came to my mind, a couple of words that um, maybe there's already part of your world or not. Hi, family, I don't know. Good to see you guys. Um, <laughs> Um, maybe a couple of, this might be a thing, I, don't, I didn't really know what outpost was and then I asked someone last night what does this actually mean and uh, they talked about, you know, being an outpost of heaven. Is that what it is? Give or take, a whole realm of thinking. And I was just back there and I was just thinking, I don't think this outpost is going to get all that big but this outpost is going to plant a whole lot of other outposts. That's just what I was thinking and that you're going to be a part of all of these other outposts. Uh, into the future that is going to be small pockets of heaven around the community of a dark world which is getting darker. Uh, And so I just saw that and I just thought that's a great picture. It's not like this will be 500 but it will be so solid and so faithful that other things are going to rise up out of it. So there will be a lot of outposts which I don't know if that's in your vision, probably is, I don't know, but I just got that sense. Here's the other thing that I was just sensing and... uh, uh, As I've been speaking to a lot of you, a lot of you haven't been here very long, right? And a lot of you have come from other churches, and that's all good. God's brought you here for a reason. But this was the sense I got. I think for some of you, you need to know you need to plant yourself, all right? Don't keep looking. There's no perfect church, and you need to plant yourself here. And, And as we were praying for the kids, this is what I saw. I saw these kids marrying each other. Seriously, this is what I saw. No, 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 no. That sounds funny, doesn't it? But this is just a picture I got. That these kids, these kids have a destiny with each other into the future, right? It's just what I saw. And then I thought, you need to stay so that that destiny is fulfilled. And sometimes it's really easy to leave or go to the next thing or move or... And, and I, my, my sense is so often... People um, think about job in regards to, I'm going to go and do this job, where can I go and worship? And I want you to think about, this is where I worship, where can I do my job? I want you to turn that around, okay? Because so often we just move because the job tells us to move. I want to, I'd love you to start to pray through, this is where I worship because this is my family and this is where I'm planted. My job will come out of that. All right? So it's just this sense I've got. Like, you can take it or leave it, and you know what? You can say, Roger, you're pathetic, and that's okay with me, right? God loves me, and it's just not my problem. You're wrong, right? Okay? So, but I just really have this sense that, that for a number of you, you need to stay planted, okay? Because there's a future for your kids and for you and for other things that are going to take place and there needs to be this foundation. And this is an awesome group of people. Like, I've, 
I've just fallen in love, just like Scotty I've always loved. But, um, <laughs> right? But, but there's, you know, in a brotherly sort of way, all right? Uh, but it's just an awesome group. Like God's doing something. Don't, please just don't take that for granted because it's rare. It's rare. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I went a step further. They're getting married, so there we go. <laughs> and I've got a word, word for you. No, I haven't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see this girl here? No. Hey, um, sorry, that was you. Um, uh, it just got a bit weird, hadn't it? Um, <laughs> Hey, we, we, live, we, um, we really live in these two worlds. We, we, we live in two worlds as Christians. We live in this natural world, a world of the flesh. And, and this world dictates so much to us. Um, it it, it um, has so much influence on how people behave and what people do. Um, and, and people are living in the flesh and the world is getting darker and darker. But as we come into this relationship, this spiritual relationship with God, as the Spirit of God fills us, fills us, we then shift into a different world, into a spiritual world. And, and our world doesn't know the spiritual world. It's got no way of understanding what's going on spiritually. There is stuff and they see the evil and they part, are participating in the evil, but they don't see God and the fullness of God in this spiritual realm. And sometimes we're scared of the spiritual because we've been living in the natural all of our life. And when the spirit comes upon us, it's new and it's exciting and it's different. And I'm not quite sure, right? But we live in this spiritual world as well. And the spiritual world is God's world, Right? That's where his spirit reigns. God is spirit. And he sent his spirit into this world, into the natural world, so that we can live spiritually. Does that make sense? Right? And so we need to step into the spiritual so much more. And when we do, we get to see it and have a vantage point that no one else has in this world. I don't know about you, but more and more now, I just get the... I used to think, you know what, everyone thought like me. Because, you know, I just thought, you know, like it just makes common sense, Right? But common sense isn't so common anymore, is it? Like, it's just not. And so people are doing things and behaving in a way and I'm thinking, I just feel like I'm getting further and further away from what a world is doing. Uh, and I feel like I'm, the, the disconnect is getting greater and greater in me. Like, uh, it used to be pretty close. Like, you know, what happened in the world happened in my life and it was all good. And, but now it's getting, like, I'm just thinking... What's happening so much in our world, movies and songs and, and lifestyles and image and, um, you know, the way people are going, I'm feeling, I'm just so far removed from that now. I'm thinking, what's going on? Why is the world moving so fast that way and I'm seemingly going so fast this way? The disconnect is getting greater and greater in me and the unsettledness is getting greater and greater in me and the reason is because the spirit is getting greater and greater in me and the spirit says, you can't live in both worlds. There's a disconnect and so often we try to live in both worlds and we can't do it. One world is taking us away from God and the other world is taking us to God and the, the divide is getting bigger and bigger. Now, praise God, the cross's arms get bigger and bigger as well, right? So the, the cross, 
uh, is central to everything, but it's, it's, it's the centrepiece of two worlds. The world of darkness, the world of the flesh, the world of the nature is going further that way. But we still need a cross. We still need Jesus in the middle of everything so that we can keep going this way, the way of God. And it's just this battle in me, and I don't know if that battle's in you, but it's just rising in me more and more. I'm just getting, I'm getting more agitated. Like, I love life, and I love that God's creation, and I just have peace about, like, there's a peace in me because I figure, you know, God's got this sorted, and he's got me sorted, so it's all going to be okay. Like, I, I have that peace, but I just get agitated. I don't want to live in the world. Like, I'm just sick of the way that it's going. It just creates an angst in me. Is that others as well? Yeah. It's just nuts, isn't it? And so we live in these two worlds, in the world of the natural and in the world of the spiritual, and the more we get involved in the world of the spiritual, the more difficult the world of the natural is, the more difficult it is. Hey, I want to read a passage of scripture from Romans chapter 8, which is called the Bible within the Bible, Romans chapter 8. Well, I just called it that, but I think someone else did once upon a time, right? So it's a centerpiece, really, of faith. Romans chapter 8. It's a little tough to understand and sometimes you'll think, what's going on here? Do you ever read scripture and you think, I didn't get any of that, right? Does that ever happen? Good. So that's why you need Shane to actually tell you what's going on, right? Because sometimes, so we're going to read, there'll be some stuff you'll think, oh, I'm not quite sure what's going on here. It seems to be like just jumping around a bit, but let's see what it's, boy, I don't know how small, just everyone come close, right? That's just, it was bigger when I did it. Can you see that? Have you got Bibles? Open up your Bibles if you've got your Bibles. Then we'll go to Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 11. (laughs) Sorry, yours is smaller than that. All right, we'll just watch this end. Probably you do have fine print, eh? (laughs) There we go. We got it? Romans 8. Straight after Romans 7. Therefore, uh, sorry, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Now that's awesome just in itself, right? Just this one thing. Um, Therefore actually means something's gone before. So what's gone before? What, what What has Paul been talking about to the church in Rome before this so that he says therefore? So what's going on before there is Paul is saying, oh man alive, it's a struggle, this sin thing, right? It's just, you know, I keep doing things I don't want to do and then I do some things that I shouldn't be doing and then this pops into my head and I wish it didn't pop into my head. And Paul's struggling and he's talking about this struggle with sin, that uh, it's tough to be in a world and he wished the temptations didn't come and he wished he didn't give in to some of these temptations and he's just talking about this struggle in Romans chapter 7 and then he says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I just feel condemned. Roger, why do you keep doing that? Why do you keep falling short there? And sometimes you feel condemned. And this is a passage of scripture and Paul is saying to us, you know what, if you're in Christ Jesus, if you've invited him into your life, if you've been filled with the spirit of God, you do not ever need to feel condemned. Isn't that just good news for us? That we don't need to be a condemned people. We do not need uh, to allow Satan to actually push us down because we have Jesus Christ who has lifted us up. 
We might not be perfect and we might not get it all right, as Paul was saying in Romans 7, but he says, Therefore, there is no condemnation for us who are in Christ Jesus, who are not walking according to the flesh, but are walking to according to the Spirit. That's why the Spirit is so important in our life, because it helps us to walk in the direction that God wants us to walk. See, the world wants to walk in the way of the flesh. But God is saying, no, 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 when you walk that way, you're always walking into condemnation. You're always walking into fear. You're always walking into mistrust. You're always walking into pain. You're always walking into brokenness. There is nothing good walking that way. But when we walk this way, we're always walking in the joy. We're always walking in the peace. We're always walking in the love. We're always walking in the fruit of the Spirit. We're always walking where there is life. And so we don't need to feel condemned because we've already started this walk. Condemnation is back there. But we're facing this way. So I love the idea, don't feel condemned. When you stuff up, don't feel condemned. You've already been forgiven. Just repent and walk away towards Jesus Christ, as I said this morning. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. See, the natural world, the flesh, causes death in us. But we're free from that in Christ Jesus. That's the good news. As we live in the Spirit of God, as the Spirit fills us, we live in freedom. That's what Paul's saying. Freedom. We we don't live in the fear of death anymore. We live in the freedom of life that he's made for us. Verse 3, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, on account of sin. Jesus came into our world because of sin. Because sin was destroying our relationship with God and Jesus had to deal with that. That's why he came. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness required of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit the things of the spirit. You see, when when we keep living in the world, the world keeps drawing us deeper into its way and mind then starts thinking more about the things of the world. And it draws us deeper into that. Um, We need to be really careful about what we allow into our minds and what what we've been drawn to. And so more and more, when I was raising my kids, um, my my kids weren't always happy in my family um, because I just kept telling them they couldn't do things, right? So, oh, Dad, can we watch The Simpsons? No, you can't watch The Simpsons. I don't want your head to be filled with that. Can we watch these movies? No, I don't like those movies. I don't think they're good for you, so I would turn movies off. If we were listening to some songs on a radio and there was something coming up or they were playing their favourite song and there was something in there, I would turn it off and, and they would go nuts at me. And I said, that's not good for you. I'm a, I'm a parent and you might not like me, but that's not good for you. It's things like even today, like Halloween. Like, how nuts is Halloween in my... Some of you might think really differently, all right? But I'll just, as I said, hit and run. I don't care. Think whatever you like. Okay? Right? Now, there are some aspects of Halloween in its original sense 
which had some Christian th aspects to it, which was looking at death in the light of the death of the saints and remembering the death of the saints, and that was okay. But now it's just got warped. It's really celebrating evil. It's not just you have a skeleton or you have um, some evil stuff around. It's like a celebration of that. And, and our world is moving for, far into it. And some Christians will be saying, oh, it's just fun. It's not just fun. When we start to focus on the natural and on a world and on evil, we keep get drawn more into that. Movies and movies want us to draw us in more and more to its way and away from God. But the Spirit wants to lead us into truth and life. And so we live in this battle. And so when we're with our kids and we'll say, that song is not a song that is actually going to draw us to Jesus Christ. It's going to draw us into the world. When we watch this movie and it, it keeps having all these suggestive themes or it keeps talking about um, human lifestyles, which the world says is okay, but it's taking us away from the, the lifestyle God's created. And we, it's a, it is tough to be a parent these days because the draw for our kids is massive. The games that we play, the movies that we watch, what's being taught in schools is all drawing us away from the Spirit of God into the world, which is taking us away from God more and more and more. And we need to just keep, for ourselves and for our kids, keep walking in the Spirit and making some hard calls. That's why we need each other. That's why the church is so important, because without each other, it's really easy to get sucked into the world. But with each other, you're saying, what? How do I do this with my kids? And you've got like-minded people saying, this is what I did. This is the support I want to give you. This helped me. You know what? It's okay to throw a phone in the bin. A thousand bucks worth is a lifetime of walking in darkness. What would you rather? You know what I mean? Like we, we, Sometimes we just think differently. I'm not saying throw the phone in the bin, all right? Like, like it's an extreme example. But the example is we need to actually say no to some stuff so that our kids are walking in the light and in the spirit rather than keep being drawn into a world of flesh. And that's what Paul is talking about here. That's what he's talking about. We live in these two worlds and we need the spirit. We need the spirit of God to fight it. We need it. Otherwise, we're just going to be sucked in and fall apart. I, I know so many. I grew in the, I went to. I had this youth group, and uh, we were leading this group. group. It, it, it wasn't massive youth group, but you know we had a hundred or so kids. And um, now I reckon there are five that are walking with the Lord. They just. They, they probably believe in Jesus, but they're just walking in the ways of the world. And I'm thinking, oh man, my heart breaks. That's why you need to stick together. Don't keep drifting. Be planted. For your sake and for your kids' sake. That they've got a family of God that they can rely on as they grow up. It's so important for them. And sometimes you'll find it hard, and this church stuff is a little weird, and let's be honest, Christy and Shane are a bit out there, right? <laughs> but they're faithful, godly leaders who are open to the word of God and will tell you the truth. And they've been condemned for telling the truth in other places, but not here. This is a good place to help us walk. Hey, um, when I was um, 22, uh, I started, uh, did a year study. So I became a Christian when I was 21. And I thought, you know what, I don't know anything really about this Christianity, even though I grew up in the church, I just never listened, right? And so I thought, I better find out some stuff. So I quit my job and I went and did this year's course just to 
find out about Christianity really and, and what's going on, right? And so I was living with some blokes and, uh, and I didn't have any money because I'd quit my job and so I bought this posty scooter, right? And uh, it was a bit like that. I bought it for 150 bucks, right? And, it was, and my mates who I was living with, we, they all bought a posty scooter. So there were three of us in this house with posty scooters because it's the only way we could get around. And I was working as a part-time job in, in the market. So um, all of the fruit and veg, none of you will know this, but uh, in East End Market... Um, it used to, all the fruit and veg that would go out to all the fruit and veg shops around Adelaide was distributed from the East End Market, right? And so at four o'clock in the morning, all of these fruit trucks and fruit growers and everything would come in. Then all the fruit shops would come in and they'd buy all their fruit and veg to take back to their shop. And I used to go in there uh, for a guy at Norwood Fruit Bowl, right? His name was Frank. And uh, I would put, have this massive big trolley and I'd walk around to all the um, fruit places and I'd fill up with bananas and I'd fill up with cabbages and I'd take him back to his truck and all three of us worked in this place but we rode our posty scooters to this place at four o'clock in the morning because that's when we had to work and then we just kept riding our posty scooters everywhere right I love this posty scooter it was 50cc I didn't need a license it had no guts but it was awesome and I used to fall off it all the time because I just don't have any balance and uh, but uh, I loved it right it was awesome so I had this posty scooter and it was great now uh, many years later I was in this church and uh, I was leading the church at Padere Uniting and uh, we had these guys go through this midlife crisis and uh, at that time was this movie called Wild Hogs. Most of you have never probably heard of this movie but Wild Hogs is a movie about these middle-aged guys that have a midlife crisis and they all go out and buy these big motorbikes, right? And they just start riding these motorbikes. Well, I had three guys in my congregation who actually had a midlife crisis after watching this film and all went out and bought big motorbikes and it's like this, 1,000cc motorbikes. They just went and bought them, right, these guys. They used to ride bikes but uh, they just had this midlife crisis. And I asked one of them, you know, what's it like having a big bike like this? And I wrote down what he said back then. He said this, I used to have a smaller bike a while ago, but this is a lot bigger. It's a lot more powerful. And although it's taking a while to get used to it, I have found that when I get into trouble, it is so much easier to get out of it because of the power under me. I just thought, oh, wow. I wrote it down because it just struck something in me. I said, I'll be able to use that one day, right? As all preachers do, right? When he got into trouble, he found he could get out of trouble so much easier because of the power under him. The power would get him out of trouble. Man, I was thinking about that. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we have a power in us to get out of trouble. See, the world wants to keep drawing us back and it keeps sucking us back and it keeps sucking us back and it keeps sucking us back and we give in to this and we do this and we cheat here. But with the Holy Spirit in us, we have the power to get out of that, to get away from trouble, to keep walking spiritually. We need the power of Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit in us, to be able to live the life God's called us to live because the world does not want us to live that way. And the battle is intensifying. You know that. You feel that. It's, it's everywhere around us. I, I, I feel for our kids in school right now because I reckon it's the hardest place in the world. For you guys, I've, it's hard because the battle is strong. You see what's going on in school, don't you? Like it's a mess, right? It's hard. It's really hard. 
with all of the media stuff now, with all of the phones and all of the pressures and all the social stuff and everything going on, it's hard. And the enemy, Satan, is trying to take you into that world. And I want to just tell you, be filled with the Spirit because that world does not give you anything in the end. It doesn't give you anything. It just takes you away from the life you were created for. Be filled with the Spirit to get out of that. Oh, I'd hate to be a kid these days. I'd hate it. It's so hard. So we need to pray for you guys. Because it's just a tough world. We know that as adults, but we've got, we can make some decisions, can't we? It's harder with the pressure at schools. Anyway, I digressed then, but I thought it was important. In Ephesians chapter 3, so they're the two scooters. Look at those. Um, my postie scooter, pathetic. Never got me out of any trouble. In actual fact, just got me in trouble all the time. Right? Ephesians chapter 3 says this. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Sorry, I just... uh, It's... I pray that out out of the richness of God and out of the riches of heaven, Paul says, I pray that you'd be strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that for you. I just, my heart, just sorry, I just, I pray that for you, that you'd be strengthened because it's so important to be strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit fills us, we experience a love unlike any love we've experienced. Any before. I know a lot of people are just newly married here, right? Like it's, it's pretty weird how many, and, and you're going to get married in March, and like it's just, it's a bit little nuts, isn't it? And, and you love each other, I'm guessing, yeah? Right? And the newly married. But can I be honest with you? That love, which is awesome for all of you newly married. Are you newly married? You are? Good on you. <laughs> um, the, love, the love you have for each other, which is unbelievable and that will grow because it does, is nothing compared to the love that God has for you. Like you can't emulate that. You can get a glimpse of it. And Paul wants you to know his love. He wants you to know his love because when the world brings hate to you, you know the world's wrong. And the power of the Holy Spirit in you keeps you knowing the love. You know the depth and the width and the height of God's love. You know that the love is far stronger than what the world could throw at us. That we're protected because of love. We have a future because of his love. We have hope because of his love. We have a family because of his love. In tough times, we're filled with his love. And the Holy Spirit, Paul says convinces us of that love. That's why the Spirit's so important. I mean, the Spirit's weird on some edges because we're not used to it, as I talked about last night, right? I understand all of that. But never be ashamed of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit does, even if it feels uncomfortable or weird. Don't ever be ashamed of it because the Holy Spirit will bring you life, a life that the world wants to rip away from you and your kids. It's so, so important. It's so, so important. 
James 1, consider it pure joy, my brothers. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I love this idea. So here's the bad news. You are going to face trials. Okay? You're not going to be escaped that. Trials are going to come. Persecution is going to come. Criticism is going to come. Um, hate is going to come. Like, it's the world. It's going to come at us. We, we, we know it's going to come, right? We, we, some of you will experience from your families already where, you know, they reject you or they think you're an idiot or whatever. You, it's going to come. And then Paul says, consider that pure joy. Why? Because you're actually doing something that matters for someone who created our world. So persecution is going to come. Consider it pure joys when you face trials of many kinds because that's going to grow your faith. And the idea that God wants to grow your faith is so that you will have be fully mature, that you'll be complete in Christ. And so trials will come so that the fullness of God will come, so that you'll experience all that God's got for you. It's an awesome gift, is the Holy Spirit. Don't run from a trial. Don't run from difficulty. Allow God's Spirit to build your character as difficulties arise. Now, this church, you know, I was talking to some people, you know, it started and then COVID came and it fell, right? Just struggled. Now, it would have been pretty easy in that trial, for Shane and Christy to say, done, I'm going back teaching full time. I'm not doing this. Do you teach half time? I don't know what you do. It doesn't matter. Right? It's a trial, but they persevered, and guess what? You're here. Like, it's just growing. It's just growing. And when trials come, persevere because it will grow you to maturity. You see, the Spirit of God is awesome. Absolutely awesome. I don't know, how, how are you going to live without the Spirit of God? Anyone got any ideas for me? Like this is group chat time. <laughs> any idea how you can live without the Spirit of God and fully grow and fully be blessed and fully make a difference? Big fat zero. There's just no way you can do it. The Spirit of God is God just doing his stuff in our world. It's like being on a skateboard without wheels. <laughs> without the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, it's directionless, isn't it? It's like, is it, it's Dave, isn't it? It's like Dave, without the Holy Spirit, it's like being led on a hike with Dave. Like, it's directionless. I don't know if it's south, east, west or north. Like, but we're going this way. Right? South, God, south. It's not like that at all. There's just no future there. And so, I, so I suppose that I am... Um, sorry, it wasn't a very good... It wasn't a good analogy at all. I mean, that's not very fair because my last night, he blesses me with a word from someone and now I bag him. Um, I'm really sorry about that. I'm really sorry about that. I just feel like I, I've written some other stuff down and 
But I just feel I, I don't want to uh, keep going um, other than to lay, just leave this with you. Um, that um, together you'll have more power than apart. Because when one day you're feeling weak, what does, what does it say? Um, three chords, what's that thing from Ecclesiastes? Sorry? That's right. When you're by yourself, it's, it's really, it can get tough. But when you're with each other, there's a strength there. And when Christ is there, it's unbreakable, right? When the spirit dwells amongst you. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst of them, he says, right? Now, does that mean he's not with you when it's just you? <laughs> no, of course he's with you. Of course he's with you. But when you're together praying and serving, there's a strength of the spirit, unlike when you're by yourself. That's why a church is church. That's why it's so important. Stick together in the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't give up on this easy. Don't allow trials, temptations to pull you away from this easy. All right? Think about the church is where I'm planted. This is my family. This is my kids' future. Now, God will call some of you away. I'm not like, don't go on a guilt trip about this into the future, right? But, but don't release it easily. Just don't do it. Right? You guys are going to look for a hospital. Pray about that. Don't just go to a hospital. This is your family right now. Just, I don't know. Just maybe God just told me to tell you that right now. All right? Just be careful about that. Be really careful about that. I reckon that'll do. Is that all right? How about we spend some time praying? Um, who would just who would just like more of the Holy Spirit? Yeah?